Back when I was in college, I was president of a student organization called Brothers About Change. As an org, we played a leading role in tackling challenges in our school community that we wanted to see made better. We'd put on events, we raised money, and we tried to draw attention to important issues affecting the people around us. Now, that was something I did in college. But on today's episode of Changing Course, I'm going to introduce you to some kids doing similar work in elementary school. That's right. We're taking you to Kendall Whittier Elementary School in Tulsa, Oklahoma. We'll look at how students are finding their voices and learning how to make a powerful impact in their local community before entering middle school. In Changemakers, you can, like, express yourself and you can tell ideas to other students. I feel proud of myself because I didn't know I could, like, speak out and do all of that. Ultimately, this is about like repositioning young people, not as passive recipients of their lives or school or their communities, but as active and powerful stewards. Because when that happens, young people develop really important and valuable skills, and the institutions that are attempting to serve the young people, they get better and more effective too. From Teach for America's One Day Studio, you're listening to Changing Course. I'm Jonathan Santos Silva, a 2010 Teach for America alumni on the Pine Ridge Reservation in South Dakota. And since leaving the classroom, I haven't stopped partnering with educators, students, and communities to reimagine education. We have so much to learn from schools across America moving education in a new direction, and a changing course will happen one school at a time. Today, we're visiting Kendall Whittier Elementary School, where students are supported by their teachers, families, and community partners to tackle local issues and make positive changes in their city. Are you ready? Let's go. Tulsa is the second largest city in the state of Oklahoma. Tulsa's name stems from the native word Tulasi, meaning old town, and was coined by the Lochapoca peoples. Tulsa was originally home to the Caddo, Kickapoo, Muscogee, Osage, and Creek native peoples. The city has been nicknamed the oil capital of the world, playing a major role in the American oil industry. While Tulsa was only about 200 people back in the late 1880s, over 700,000 people call Tulsa home today. Tulsa Changemakers is a semester-long, 25-session after-school youth leadership program. While the program enriches elementary, middle, and high school students from across Tulsa Public Schools and Union Public Schools, today we'll be focusing on the students of Kendall Whittier Elementary School. Here's Andrew Spector, co-founder and program director of Tulsa Changemakers, with more about the program. My name is Andrew Spector. I'm originally from Bedford, Massachusetts, went to College of Charleston in Charleston, South Carolina, and moved out to Tulsa almost seven years ago as a 2015 core member through Teach for America. Our vision with Tulsa Changemakers is a future where Tulsa is a model city for youth-driven impact. What this looks like is opportunities for young people to lead and to exercise their voice and to make important decisions. That's normal. It's not something that's extra or one-time or occasional. Each semester, a small number of students identify a problem in their school or community, conduct research, and come up with a plan to address the issue with support from their school leaders. In the past, 
Students have tackled issues including climate change and environmental sustainability, student mental health, and homelessness. It's about building a city where if you're a young person growing up in Tulsa, there are lots of opportunities for you to be able to lead and to share your voice and to have choice over over what's happening. At the end of the semester, students present their findings at a citywide gathering called Pitch Night. Changemakers ultimately walk away from the program with not only leadership skills, but a strong sense of civic responsibility, personal agency, and deeper connection to their local community. Ultimately, this is about like repositioning young people, not as passive recipients of their lives or school or their communities, but as active and powerful stewards. Because when that happens, young people develop really important and valuable skills. And the institutions that are attempting to serve the young people, they get better and more effective too. For Dr. Rhonda Kessler, principal of Kendall Whittier Elementary, the value of Tulsa Changemakers being a part of her school is felt at a core level. Changemakers has become a staple through Ms. Brush and now Mr. McTuff. It allows students who want voice, who want to have a positive effect on their school community, who want to grow and learn how to develop projects and present and serve it gives them an area, a venue for doing that, and it allows them to explore their creativity while developing really important citizenship skills and collaborative skills. These are skills that are going to go with them into their future. And I believe that it's changing the course of their lives because they're seeing potential in themselves lived out as it's developed under the guidance of folks like Ms. Brush and Mr. McTuff. And that affects every person they come in contact with. That affects their classmates, their grade levels. And then the projects that they do not only affects the school, because the school is allowed to be part of whether it's canned foods or collection of socks and underwear for those that are underprivileged or for selling tie-dye bags and and giving the dollars to selected agencies or uh, places that could use the money to help support causes, they are seeing themselves as truly a change maker. And they are affecting our entire school by allowing them to also participate in these projects that these students design. And it's that in turn affects the community beyond our school. Here's Andrea Brush, one of the teachers Dr. Kessler mentioned, who works closely with students in the Tulsa Changemakers program. First of all, I think you never get to talk about the problems of the world. Changemakers puts that at the forefront of like, no guys, really, like what should we work on? And their scope, we talk about scope, their scope can be like school, it can be neighborhood, it can be city, it can be state, it can be nation. But kids are ready to talk about that stuff. Hmm. They're really listening to their community. They're really making these plans. They're sharing things in an authentic way. And so it's not just for a project, right? It's not just for a grade. They're intrinsically valued to like, to be here and represent themselves and their ideas. So they like kids show up when they're on the line. Hmm. But I would also say like 
kids who don't feel necessarily empowered by their current lot in class, like maybe they're they're low on something, they they can show up for change makers. They have a source of pride at the school. Then they can like they can start showing up, and they know they're capable, and they know they're capable of success. I still remember, I, like a couple of years ago, I had a student who was a couple of years behind in reading, and I had a teacher make a comment to me like, "He's in change makers. Is that mm. a little bit like too much like speaking and writing? Like, is he doing that? Like, is it is he okay?" And it's like, "Come to pitch night. Come see how okay he is. Like, come see how not okay. Like, how see come see how great he is. Like, yeah." <laughs> and 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 they'll do it like they'll put in the work i like i i think part of the problem with like schoolwork and academics is yes kids should care yes it's our job as teachers to get kids to care about coursework but there's not a difference made besides grades um when they turn stuff in yeah here it's like like we graphed we charted our stuff that they didn't need to do that for our project when they were like, our goal is 300, like let's graph our results. Right. It's like, yeah, well, we can pull in math. That wasn't intentional, but they were like, we need to track this. Mm. Um, they're intrinsically valued to pull in stuff. Right. So I think, you know, something that I'm picking up or, I, you know, and you can correct me or, or challenge it, but it seems like there's one way, which is like, hey, we've got this curriculum, we've got this content. Why aren't they writing this or doing math on this yeah. stuff that may or may not have any relevance whatsoever? Yeah. Um, and, and then on the other side, there's change makers. Rather than trying to drag kids uphill to do something they don't want to do, they are bringing the writing, the speaking, the math into problems or to challenges that really are meaningful to them. That they, that it sounded like these are not made up problems. They walk past these problems, they see them in the community. So there's already, yeah. a, an, an, like you said, an intrinsic motivation or desire to see something different. Yeah. And it, and I mean, like every project is, is different. Mm hmm. Like, what is the like the the approach that we should take? If I'm at a school, I'm like, all right, I love yeah. this idea. How do I do it? What is the right way to do it? I would say so first, I would focus on process over product. Process being like really get kids to do some team building with each other because they're going to talk about some tense things. So it's important that they respect each other. Think about the connections they can make to their community. If your community is not behind it and you need your community's support, best way to get it is to make sure it's something they're already on board with, which is also like foundations for any community work. Right. And then I like really, truly like let your kids take the reins. And I would say, unless you like really think it's necessary, don't step in. They're going to make mistakes. You heard that. Yeah. Don't. They said that. <laughs> <laughs> you, you heard that. Yeah. They hear say like, she doesn't really, it's like, she doesn't really help us. She kind of gives us ideas, but she doesn't really help us. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really don't. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, yeah. Because like also part of the process in my mind is whatever they do for their project is at the end, they need to evaluate it and they need to like say, okay, we, you know, we set goals. Like, did we meet those goals? What was the most successful thing? What was the least successful thing? There's a session on a focus group where they talk to peers and they get feedback from that. So it's not just, we did a project, we're done. We did pitch night and we shared there's a lot of reflection for work that happens that like makes kids slow down again. So it was like, okay, if you wanted to do this project again, and the group I had last fall had this spinoff project that they wanted to do part of the way they leveraged classrooms, felt like that was like a weak part. Like they, they're like in, in retrospect, like we could have, we probably could have um, talked to classroom teachers more 
that seems like a way more rich experience than to have hassled them in December and said like, hey, you guys need to talk to teachers more. So I think if you're embracing that, that like more of a process than just a product, that's the first step. Because to me, the program is also not getting kids to do community work or getting kids to have an after-school program mm-hmm. or getting kids to do rigorous academic work through an after-school program or, or social justice work. It's to get kids to feel empowered in themselves that they could do this work again and again and understand the world's a very complex place and that there are a lot of good people who are working to make it better and that they can join them because they are one of those people. You know, learning to be independent as a, as a, as a leader and a learner. So yeah. that's really beautiful. I had a, um, a friend, our mentor, Kate Crow. She's also TFA. She taught me to always, you know, when I went into a room as a principal, to look for the sweaty brow. Who's doing the work? And it sounds like in Changemakers, the kids are sweating. Yeah. They're thinking about the world. They're, you know, conceiving of a challenge. And that's, ideally, that's what we want. We want kids doing the heavy lifting, right? Because if they're not lifting, they're not learning. Yeah. What is it that I should be asking? What else, you know, that last piece that we should know about your school, about Tulsa uh, Changemakers, about what you all are really trying to do there with these young leaders? Yeah. So I think I, I think one other thing that's like really specifically interesting about the Changemaker organization, it, well, one, it is it is a lot of TFA uh, or former TFA. We have coaches who aren't Teach for America and they're they're also like doing great. But I think part of what makes a good coach is that you're social justice oriented and you're like, you're there to show up for kids and like have those conversations with kids mm-hmm. Two specifically. Um, I think the success of the program has, has been really helpful that it is local in that I'm like, I'm not the only coach that what's happening at Kendall Whittier is happening across Tulsa. She's right. There are 33 schools across two school districts currently running the Tulsa Changemakers program. Those coaches, like, we talk to each other. We talk about where we're at in sessions. I also am a coach mentor, so I have check-ins with coaches at other sites each week. So it's not like you're... If you're hearing this and you're inspired and, you know, you're like, I would just want the curriculum. I just want to, like, look through this. That's great. But, like, part of it is also, like, it's... It's a, a lot of people working towards the same goal of empowering kids. Mm-hmm. And, and we are leaning on each other. I, I don't do this work by myself. I have the support of my school. I have the support of my administration, especially my families, of my kids. Mm. And having those connections present are critical to success. Yeah, I was going to say, you, you were talking about the Changemaker Organization but it also sounded like earlier when you were describing Kendall Whittier, not just that admin and the teachers, but the community around it, the businesses mm-hmm. that support, like that's like a, a theme or a thread throughout this is just, this is not one, I mean, you're, you're, you're doing phenomenal work. The, the, the change makers mentioned the great work you do, but it's not one teacher or one principal. This no. is a bunch of caring adults and young people partnering together to make it possible. Yeah. This is really awesome. Thank you so much for, bringing some incredible leaders to this conversation. Next, 
We'll hear all about those experiences from the students themselves. But first, we'll take a break. Let's hear from Millie, Rosalinda, and Lola, students at Kendall Whittier. My name is Millie. And what grade are you in, Millie? Sixth grade. Holy smokes. (laughs) My name is Rosalinda, and I'm 12, and I'm in sixth grade. My name is Lola, and I'm in fifth grade. Awesome. And what is your favorite subject? Um, Science and geography. My favorite subjects are geography and science. My favorite subject is science because I like to do experiments with my teacher. What do you like so much about geography and science? Uh, Geography, I like right now we're doing a project. It's about national parks. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and in science, we're we're learning about uh, plant cells and animal cells. We've been hearing about Kendall Whittier and especially about Tulsa Changemakers. And from what I understand, you're part of that program. Can you tell me a little bit about the Changemakers program that you're part of? So what we do is we find like problems that sort of need to be like fixed. And what we did um, this semester, we tried to help the kids in need. Hmm. So how do you select the, the problems? Who gets to choose? Um, we all we all agreed, and I, I'm the one that actually um, brought up the idea because my dad was an orphan. Mm. So this was kind of personally connected to you. Yeah. Wow. So what's that like? Do you just come into the room and say, hey, guys, I want to work on blah, 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 and they just agree? We, or do you guys have discussion? What's that like? Yeah. So like we were all sitting at a table and we were just like all blurting out ideas, like what we wanted to do. And then we like at the end of like picking all of these, I said, what about we do this? And then we all like voted on the things that we would like to do. In change breakers, you can like express yourself and you can tell ideas to other students. And Miss Brush is a really part, really big part of that. That sounds really cool, like a really powerful conversation. Is this type of conversation happening in all your classes too? Like, do you do a lot of you know debate and discussion in classes, or this kind of special about change makers? It's special about change makers. We don't really discuss anything in like the class, or at least I don't in our class. What was it about change makers that made you say, "I want to be a part of this"? Just like the name of it, it just, it's just inspiring. Well, because (laughs) I was really bored at home and I wanted to do something fun. Yeah, what makes it fun? It sounds like, I mean, when you're gathering, you know, doing food drives and stuff, that can actually be a little hard. But what what makes it so fun? That um, I get to help kids that um, didn't have food or families. Hmm. Can you tell me about something that you've done with Changemakers that made you really proud? Uh, uh, when we were helping kids in need and homeless people, I just feel like that's a very big part of Changemakers because when you pass through the streets, you see a lot of people that don't have a home. Hmm. Was it important to you 
that this project wasn't just something made up, but that it was connected to your own community? Yeah, that's a really big part of that too, helping the community. I think my favorite part was whenever we reached more than a goal of the cans, and it really made me happy. Like, it helped a lot of kids from there. Like, I was so happy that we had got over what we wanted to. Yeah, we got 411, and our goal was only to get 300. And we all were like, we're not going to do this. But then so many people, like, brought in things. We were, like, so happy. Was there ever a moment where you were wondering if this was going to have a big impact? Or did you know from the start that this was a really big idea? At first, I thought that we weren't going to collect that much items. But then seeing everybody getting like they also wanted to help that that then I knew that we were going to reach our goal. Hmm. And so something that you brought up, I don't think it clicked for me earlier. This wasn't just uh, and correct me if I'm wrong. This wasn't just you and other change makers, but this really was your entire school. Everybody got a part of this drive. Is that right? Yeah. Also, the principal, we talked to her. And she was a really big impact, too, because she helped us with all of this. Mm. Tell me a little bit about your school in general. What do you like about Kendall Whittier? What do you like about your school, your classmates, your teachers? What makes it a special place to you? I've been here since I was a little girl. Um, I've been here for years. And my principals, my Ms. Kessler, she's really nice. Everybody here is really nice to me, especially each teacher. And I love my classmates a lot, <laughs> especially my friends. What about Miss Brush? Tell me a little bit about her. What does is, what is, uh, she do as a teacher that makes you love that program, love your school, and, and doing the cool things that you're doing with your community? Well, she really does fun stuff with little kids. She makes him happy. <laughs> Miss Brush is a great teacher. Miss Brush, she's really nice. She's a great person to talk to. I feel like since she's really young, we can just talk to her about our feelings. Mm. Do you think that's important for young people your age to have adults to talk to about their feelings? Yeah, I think it's really important because like, I feel like in elementary, there's a lot of like drama and stuff. And I feel like we can talk to her about it you could probably teach a lot of our listeners a a bit about talking to people you trust that's a good thing i had to write like an email to miss um miss dr kessler and miss fresh was there to help me with that did that make you nervous when you had to write an email to the principal yes (laughs) yeah why was that so why was that so nerve-wracking because i really never talked to her like like that and i never sent anything to her so it really made me nervous Mm mm-hmm and when, once you finally sent it off, how did you feel? I felt good. Yeah? Why? Yeah. Because, I mean, I was proud of myself. I'm very shy. Like, when I don't know people, I don't talk to them. I, like, I'm very shy. So it was my first time sending an email, mm-hmm. and especially to her. And But it made me good. Feel good. That's awesome. Now, did, did you participate? I, I heard about this... Uh, part where people could share their ideas. They had to get in front of people. And share. Did you participate in that? Yeah, I was like really nervous because we went to downtown mm-hmm. and we like presented our project. 
And I feel like that was really nervous because we had to talk in front of a lot of people and we had to get on top of a stage. And that was really nervous. Take me to that moment. You're super nervous. You do mm-hmm. not want to go on stage. Yeah. What made you work through your fear? What was it about the experience because, that... Um, most of the people were probably scared as well. And like they probably felt the same way that I did. So I just wanted to like be confident and not be super scared. Mm. That's really cool. So how did you feel when um, you get up there, you present, and not only did you get it on, out of the way, but you realized that your peers, the other leaders, mm-hmm. support your idea and they believe in it too. Did you feel any sort of type of way when you when you realized that they liked your idea? I felt really happy because like my dad was very, very sad. He, he actually had to live on the streets for a few months, he told me. Mm-hmm. And he, wow. and he was very happy when I went home and was like, we're doing this. What else should I know about your school in this program? Like if I'm just turning this on and I listen, I say, wow, this is really interesting. What else sh- should I know that I haven't asked about yet? Our, our principal <laughs> is, is very helpful too because she was the one that agreed to do all of this. So she so she was a very big help in all of this too. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that she is a very like good person. And uh, I'm actually in choir as well. <laughs> That's awesome. So wait a second. Let me get this straight. You sing. Mm-hmm. You drum. Yes. You raise supplies for kids in need. And I also play ukulele. <laughs> and you play ukulele. And that's and, all. That's all. And, and and you're a public speaker apparently because you're up on stage sharing your ideas. Uh-huh. What don't you do? I don't. <laughs> I well, I don't. I don't have a job. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, there's time for that. How old are you now? I am 11. Oh, see, no, you have time. You have what five years before you can get your learner's permit. So, <laughs> I'm just so impressed. I'm so impressed. Um. Or you just keep on kicking butt, girl. I'm so proud of you. You're doing awesome stuff. Do you ever stop and look at that and think, I really just did all that stuff that made me nervous and I'm, I'm okay? Like, what do you think about yourself when you look back on all of that? I feel proud of myself because I didn't know I could like speak out and do all of that. Mm. So with that in mind, what advice do you have for other young leaders like yourself? who may be nervous about speaking or doing something and they're thinking about not doing it. What advice or encouragement do you have for them to step up and be a leader? Uh, I would just say like to not be nervous, like calm down and think about what you're going to say and just like be proud of yourself because like once you're done, you'll see what you did. And yeah. And one thing that also helped me was that my teammates were also like encouraging each other. That really made us feel better. Wow. It's important to have good people to support you, right? Yeah. Awesome. Well, my last question to you is just kind of open-ended. Is there anything else that folks should really know about Kendall Whittier or Changemakers that we didn't talk about yet? Anything that you're like, I really got to tell you this one last thing. I feel like get a teacher that can really help you. And yeah, like Miss Brush, she would just let us lead the conversation. 
And I think that's a really big part of that. And she would just like help us a little bit here and there. And I thought like that was really good because that helps you be independent. Here are Chaz and Ty Vays, alums of the Tulsa Changemakers program. My name is Ty Vays Briggs. I'm in ninth grade. My favorite subject is most definitely geometry, and I'm on the football team. My name is Chaz Briggs. I'm in seventh grade, and I'm really good at playing the piano. How did you learn about the program, and, and why did you want to be part of it? My amazing teacher, Ms. Brush, she um, she invited me and I accepted. And then it was a very good experience and I've learned a lot of stuff from it. Cool. I've learned speaking skills, um, talking skills. I learned how to be a better man. Hmm. When you say being a better man, what are some of the, the ways that, 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 that you show that in your daily life now? I take responsibility. I also, I do everything I like. I'm supposed to do, take, do the chores, you know, like wake up, get my little brother up for school and things of that nature. So I've heard some interesting things about being a student leader there. One of the things I talked, I heard about was that like, sometimes Miss Brush would ask you to do things that are pretty hard, like writing an email to the principal or to another adult or getting up in front of a crowd and giving a speech. Did you ever do anything like that that was hard or maybe nerve-wracking that you did not want to do? Can you talk about it? I was a little stage fright at first. Like, our first, um, what, what would you call it? Like Networking event? Networking event, yeah. Uh, I wasn't as comfortable, like, talking to people, like, handshakes and things of that nature. But then, like, Ms. Brush really helped me on it. And then we had to get up in front of a lot of people and talk. And I feel like Ms. Brush helped me with that. I was very confident. Mm. When, so you were scared, a little nervous about it going in. Then you finished it. How did you feel when you got to the end and you achieved the thing you set out to do? I feel like, like I just became a new man. <laughs> That's awesome. What about you, Chaz? What, was there anything challenging that you set out to do there that maybe you didn't believe you could do at first, but then you realized you could do it? Well, definitely not emailing. That's pretty yeah. easy. But I felt like nervous the first time I spoke in front of people on stage. I didn't really feel like comfortable. It's the first time I very loose words, mm. but. <laughs> but yeah. So, and, and the same question to you. So you get up there, you were nervous. Well, first of all, how did you prepare for it? Because that can be very embarrassing. If you go up there and, and you don't know what to do, how did you prepare for that? Well, while we was well, while we were in the classroom where we were practicing, we like stood up in like the order we were speaking, and we like, I like whenever I was speaking, I I imagined there was like a crowd, not really a crowd, but like all the chairs were filled. So whenever I got there, it helped me to like imagine that they weren't there. For me, um, we had this like big board and it had what we had to say. And then we had wrote it down on the paper so we could like try to memorize it. And then we stood in um, a range like that we was going to go. 
And then we practice like 50 times. So many times. <laughs> wow. Really? <laughs> what do you say? Thousand. Fifty thousand. <laughs> so like, I mean, here's the thing, right? A lot of times kids go to school and their teachers ask them to do a lot of stuff and they're bored. They don't want to do it. And yet you're there and you practice this 50,000 times. What was it about this project that made you persevere, even though it was, you know, repetition and practice and practice? What made you want to keep going? So one, I feel like I, I could do it. That's why. And also I feel like it was going to be a challenge and I like challenges. Mm-hmm. What about you, Chaz? Well, same thing about challenges. Pretty, I feel pretty confident when I'm doing the challenge. I felt like I know it wasn't going to be like a very long project, but I felt like doing this group could help me like in the long run. Here are some closing thoughts from Millie and Lola. What advice do you have to other grown-ups about how they can be more supportive of young leaders like you? I would say, like, to just listen to the kids because, like, a lot of kids just, like, have problems. Mm-hmm. And I feel like an adult that you can talk to and talk about your feelings or, like, stuff you want to do when you're when you're older, I think that's important. Yeah, I agree. I think that's really important. Maybe try and listen to the those kids' ideas and just, like, and, and if it's not a very good one, and then just like say, maybe we can like change it a little bit, but don't like bring, don't try and bring them down. Like don't make them cry. Just like make them feel like a better person about themselves. And finally, here are some closing thoughts from Andrea Brush on the power of the Changemakers program. Theoretically, could you go it alone and do this? Maybe, but like the power of the program is that it is Tulsa change makers. It's not Kendall Woody or change makers, right? It's Tulsa change makers. We have networking events. Kids get to meet kids from other schools who are doing their projects. They share their stuff. They share theirs. They like ask for advice, right? They're practicing their public speaking. They're doing all this and they're jazzed about it because they're like, look at all this stuff we're doing. Look at all the uh, impact we're having. And I think it's also only successful because it's like, it's grown sustainably. It's not like everybody in Tulsa is trying to do this. It's people who are willing to be a part of this network and like do the work and show up. It's it's only successful at places where it's like people are there to be like, because I want to want it to be successful, not because I want to try it as a one-off. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really important. That's it for this week. Thank you so much for listening to Changing Course from Teach for America's One Day Studio. I'm Jonathan Santos Silva. Peace. Next time on Changing Course, we're taking you to the Centennial State, visiting a high school in Denver, Colorado, with a long history of student activism, where student leaders mobilized to successfully reunite their school several years after it was split in two. Why was it so important for you to address this issue that you would never directly benefit from? as a student. It was important because we we kind of got to experience what it was to be divided. 
we kind of wanted just to create the change for the following generation so they could actually like take the advantage that we didn't get to take and also like I have sisters and I wanted to make that change for them as well so they could have more opportunities than what I had when I was still here at West. That's next time on Changing Course. And if you love the podcast, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to Changing Course on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Changing Course is produced by Teach for America's One Day Studio in partnership with Pod People. Special thanks to my main man, Michael Kress, Craig Hunter, Laura Zing, and Georgia Davis from Teach for America, and the production team at Pod People, Rachel King, Matt Sav, Amy Machado, Danielle Roth, shout out to Chris Jacobs and Shanice Tindall, and Erica Huang. Last but certainly not least, thank you to the students and staff at Kendall Whittier who shared their time and experience to help us make this episode. Rosalinda, Lola, Millie, Chaz and Tyvez, and Andrew Spector, Dr. Rhonda Kessler, and Andrea Brush. I'm Jonathan Santos Silva. Peace. <laughs>